we do every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name is Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. That's for you, Marilyn. Every single weekend, we try to bring you some original content in one of the three shows we have, 6, 8, and 9 a.m. We played a best of in the 6 a.m. hour. Sheriff Vern Warnke from the Valentine's Day, February 14th. He came in this year. That was before the pandemic. Oh, today is Saturday, June 6, 2020. Can you believe it? We've made it into June. End of this month, we will be halfway through the year. A lot of things going on. As you know, one of the big things uh, going on around town is graduation. Huge, huge deal. There was a really nice, uh, it was like a whole separate paper. In Merced County Times this week, class of 2020. Uh, has all of the, uh, you know, some people, I think, paid some ads. OLM has all of their graduates there. A color, color full-page ad, really nice. That's really, that's really, boy, that's something to, parents will be saving that. Uh, grandparents, everybody, even the kids. And then they had all of the uh, different schools, Merced High graduates. Uh, let me see. Let me just flip through here. Boy, isn't it nice to be able to hold a paper? Uh, El Capitan, the Gachos. Cougar Pride, Golden Valley graduates. Uh, let's see, academics and athletics with pride and perfection. Atwater High graduates. It's a falcon, I think. Uh, teaching and reaching all students. Buhat Colony graduates. You know, going back to Atwater just for a minute, my dad taught at Atwater High School back in the day. 1950, what was it, 7, 58? That's a long time ago. Here we're almost to 2057. But yeah, a long time ago, they actually dedicated the yearbook to him. Their yearbook is called The Gauntlet. Yeah, let's go on. Teaching and reaching all students. Buhat Colony Graduates, what is it? Buhat Colony Thunder. The Thunder. Is that a hammer? Is that a hammer in there or a sickle? No, it's just a hammer. Okay, let's see. Love Purple, Live Gold. Love Purple, Live Gold. Livingston High Graduates. That is a... What is that? Is that a wolf? Well, that's a, a very mean. It has a top hat. Well, you don't see many people with a, with a top hat on. A positive environment focused on student success. This is the Yosemite High Graduates. A uh, picture of a, uh, what is that? I, I know what that is. That's a flying something dragon. And uh, what is on the back page here? Buick Colony. Oh, this is the, the flow over. So I'm going to read all of the names of all of the graduates from what? No, I'm teasing. I'm not going to do that. But they are all there. Now, I didn't notice Stone Ridge, uh, some of the private schools, uh, Buick, or excuse me, uh, OLM did pay for a full page ad. Uh, of course, Stone Ridge had a Do I want to use the word real graduation, the new normal? But anyway, they had a real graduation over there at their facility at the Castle Air Force Base, the old uh, football field that they renovated into a state-of-the-art sports facility. They just, uh, you know, sometimes it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. And I think that was the the attitude over there. Again, 200 uh, people attended. I forget how many graduates they had, just a handful. Seems like it was 20 or so. But again, great. Uh, great thing, you see all the pickups around town, the cars, the trucks. It's kind of interesting. You go by, you see people out in the front yard. It's all decorated, socially distancing responsibly so people can come over. Maybe, uh, you know, wish the grad congratulations, a little envelope with a with a little something, something there to, to help them out. Uh, you know, it's that time of year. I was wondering about prom. I had asked somebody, boy, they missed out on graduation. Did they miss prom too? Somebody told me that, I guess prom was earlier in the year. It's, it's been a while, and I, I don't, I don't know if they got the prom in, but definitely, you know, the graduation was different this year. The drive-through, the drive-by, 
the uh, get everybody in the car. It was interesting talking to one of the superintendents, uh, one of the local schools here. He indicated that, you know, uh, it was kind of, you know, trying to spin it. You know, lemonade out of lemons, right? Uh, some people had pickups, SUV, you know, the Hummer, I don't know, loaded 10, 15 people, uh, you know, hanging on the top of the roof like a, you know, packed train and some, you know, sometimes you see on the news. But I guess normal graduation, you're only allowed four tickets. So the uh, thought of that was, hey, more people could attend, I guess, even though you're in a car. Hey, honey, turn up the air conditioning. I think it was a pretty warm day when they were rolling through there on, I think most were Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It started cooling down a little bit. Thursday. Boy, now you talk about beautiful weather. Hoo, Chihuahua. It is time to get out there and get those chores done while we have a little reprieve because you know how quick it can go right back up. And it's got to, right? It's June. Here we are the first week of June. But anyway, graduation, uh, fairly well attended, uh, I, w- I believe. And now what? <laughs> now what do we do? Now we're into summer. You know, we're going to have, what, a week off? I know they want to start the school year early. End of July, 1st of August. Uh, they got to figure out what they want to do, though. They have no idea. They really have no idea. The state of California, you talk about a ship that the rudder, you know, fell off. It's lying in the sediment in the bottom of the ocean there. No no direction, just letting the wind kind of blow this thing around. And I don't know. I, I hope the students don't suffer any more than they have. Really interesting reading from uh, Dr. Teachin, one of our favorite uh, guests. Our favorite, Steve. You know, there's always a Steve over there at MCOE. Was Gomes, now it's teaching. He has a little quote here on the class of 2020. Graduates, you have earned an education and should be proud of this accomplishment. Should be. It is now time to use it to better our world. There is no time like the present to take on a new challenge and by doing so, improve your own life, your community, and your nation. I suggest cutting the number of school districts in the county from 22 to maybe, I don't know, four you know, middle school, high school, preschool, kindergarten. I, what, what, how many districts do we need? 22, 22 school districts. And when are they going to open Wired Cafe again? You know, those, I have a real soft spot. I have a real soft spot in my heart for that place. And if you've never been over there, it's right over there on 19th Street. Or no, what is it, 17, 18th Street. We're on 19th. I'm going to tell you my direction. 19th Street, right over there off a of canal. And it was kind of controversial when they opened up because they served coffee and sandwiches and, oh, I don't know, cookies, you know, little stuff. It's not a, it's not a huge, you know, restaurant, sit-down, Michelin, five-star, but it's, it's really nice. And uh, MCOE, they had lots of money, so they put some really nice equipment in there, beautiful furnishings, quiet. They've got the Internet. That's why they call it, we'll call it Wired Cafe. Also happens to be the communication hub uh, for the county, the, the uh, school district, as you know, those big antenna on top of the roof right next to the AT&T building. It's kind of where all the data comes into this town. So it was a natural to do something with it. And it's been there for many, many years. I don't know how many years. And they had to close down because of the school, uh, you know, situation. Can't have people, you know, touching people. Of course, all the businesses, all places that serve food. But now that we're opening things back up, and I understand next week uh, that's going to happen. We're supposed to open, what, bars? Now you can <laughs> now you can walk into the, uh, the hollowed uh, room over there at the Branding Iron. Boy, you talk about... You talk about a, a watering hole, and and, and you know, to be closed, and then this twenty five percent, fifty percent seating, what's that all about? But anyway, Wired Cafe, just a great, great program that MCOE does. I'm totally behind it. What they do for those development developmentally disabled youth, and boy, if I'm using the wrong term, I apologize. 
But uh, it's just just a wonderful program. Sue Costin has been heading that program up for many years and just a saint, an absolute saint. So uh, I hope that they get that going really, really soon. The other term that I want to ferret out that I've heard, and I don't cohorts. You know, they're, they're calling kids cohorts now. I, I, uh, I guess this is the new, we're not calling it class size. You're going to now have cohorts you go to school with. And the reason for this is to uh, enforce the social distancing, try to keep you around. And I guess, I'm still waiting to get definition on this. A certain number of cohorts, your buddies, your, uh, boy, don't call them a gang. What are we doing? Cohorts, I guess that's the word. So whoever you uh, hang around with, your partner, you know, your posse, uh, <laughs> sound like Leonardo DiCaprio now. I got my posse with me, but. The uh, Now, if you're the sheriff, he does have a posse. But you're going to have cohorts, and the theory is is you stick with the same group of, and I don't know how big, I have a feeling it's a lot less than 30, which was kind of the class size that the teachers all wanted to get to eventually. But uh, anyway, that's what's going to happen, and the teachers are going to move from class to class. And again, this is all up in the air. Talking about putting, uh, what, three people on a bus? Uh, <laughs> because you have to, I, this, but, but I think... Has the pandemic gone away? I mean, what, what has happened? This thing has dropped off the map in the last week. You don't hear nothing. I mean, you don't hear the, uh, the concern, the, the gnashing of teeth when you see these large groups of protesters. Over here, even uh, last night in Applegate Park, there was a candlelight vigil, 7.30 uh, yesterday, afternoon, uh, yesterday evening, well attended. I drove by. I, I was not able to get cleaned up prior to after working all day. Uh, to go over there, but did drive by, showed a little solidarity. It uh, seemed like there was a lot of people. It was kind of breaking up about 8.30. But a uh, lot, a lot of folks. I, I didn't see a lot of masks, I'll, I'll be honest with you. But again, I didn't, uh, I didn't do a count. It's kind of, I went to Home Depot. No, not, well, I went to a lot of places, but Costco, that's where I went, where they made me wear a mask. I went in and didn't have it on. The guy looks at my card. He goes, oh, sir, sir, you got you to have one of these, man. He hands me a Ziploc bag. You know, it's like, hey, what's in here? And it was a, uh, it was a mask. So somebody, you know, had touched it, put it in the bag, and then handed it to me. How long does the virus last? And so I, uh, you know, I moved over to the, uh, I think it was the windshield wipers, you know, because you got to, you know, it's like trying on clothes there. You know, there's no changing room. So yeah, first time I had put one on. Now, where does this go over the, over the years? What are you, over the shoulders? So I, I put it on, and, you know, I'm walking around. I had to, I felt uh, compliant, felt compliant. I, I didn't really like it, you know, it, uh, I don't know, just didn't like it. So, but I wore it because... They asked me to, and I did, and I was shopping in their facility, and they're the business owner, and I have a great respect for that. So I'm looking around, and a lot of people had them on, and a lot of, a lot of people didn't, and it was interesting. It was like groups, you know, like husband and wife, not even on. The whole family, three, four kids, not on. And then some had them on, and you could see the glances of those that did, but nobody challenged. No Costco staff came up like the guy at the door did to me, so... I found it a little, uh, you know, it's like, hey, wait a minute, I'm wearing my mask. I'm over here uh, picking up my uh, whatever, you know, the bulk, the five gallons of mayonnaise, whatever. I didn't buy five gallons of mayonnaise, but it was just uh, a little dis- discerning. And I'm thinking, well, how did you get in here? Because they wouldn't let me in the door without putting one of these things on. And, of course, you could see it around the neck. Some people just had completely taken it off. So we get up to the, uh, you know how it is. You go in one way, you know, you circle through the maze. You go... Of course, no free samples. No free samples. Talk about people that lost, lost a job, huh? I love talking to those folks. It's amazing uh, Merced hasn't starved to death without the free samples at Costco because you honestly think those people have never eaten <laughs> the way they, 
Boy, they break out that toaster oven. It's like it's like a group of bees at a honeycomb. Anyway, uh, you get up to the line to get out. You know, pick a lane. This lane's open. You know, forty-five lines. Two are open. And uh, stand here. You know, you play hopscotch till you get to the get to the checkout. And suddenly, all these folks that I had seen, the families with the four kids, the the husband and wife uh, trying to decide whether they want, I don't know what. Uh, now the masks are on. Now the masks are on. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you know, be a warrior. Show that social justice. You know, push back. Because they probably wouldn't check you out or give you the dirty look or, you know, shred your card in front of you. But I just found it inconsistent. So after that, I, I, uh, I don't know, I was somewhere else. What it was Papa Murphy's, the pizza joint. They have a great deal on Tuesday if you never... Hit that up. So anyway, went over there. Again, have to wear your mask. I started walking in the door. Attention. Attention. You must have a mask to enter these premises. So back to the car. And guess what? Still had that free Costco mask. So that worked. You talk about dual use. I don't know what these, I guess in the medical profession, you get a little blood on them. You're not supposed to reuse them. But for me, it was perfectly fine. So now I've got that. I've got that tucked away in the car. So if I'm ever uh, challenged, hey, I am going to be compliant. So, again, it's just just kind of interesting. Oh, man, we got to get ready to go out of this segment. Kind of interesting, uh, you know, the uh, inconsistencies. But in the last week, people have just given it up. They've just given it up. What pandemic? What COVID who? COVID-19, man, that was last year's news. Last year's news, so uh, I don't know. Still waiting for that big spike from Memorial Day. Uh, it was going to be right. Father's Day, June 21st, coming up three Sundays from tomorrow. Or two Sundays. How do you do that? Three weeks? Anyway, uh, a couple of weeks away. We're waiting to see if that is increasing. Uh, rumor is we're seeing a few more cases every day than we have before. But uh, I don't know. Is that more testing or more what? Who knows? Hey, we're out of the out of the uh, first segment here. Citizen Watch Saturday morning, June 6, 2020. Vente, vente, my friends. So happy uh, to have you with us. Yeah, we can make it if we try, but <laughs> we got to try. We really do. We need to do something better. Something better. And what we're doing now, because it's uh, unraveling, or is it? I don't know if it is. Hey, we'll be back. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Stick with us through the break. And it don't make no flowers grow. Good things might come to those who wait, not to those who wait too late. We gotta go for all we know, just the two of us. Things might come to those who wait, not to those who wait too late. We gotta go for all we do. Yeah, we do. Just the two of us. You and me. We can make it if we Every Saturday morning on these airwaves. I'm Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley on Reset's News Talk. 107.3 FM. 1480 AM. Yeah, building castles and uh, destroying them in some cases. Unbelievable. You know, I have not seen this kind of civil unrest since the Rodney King riots, which happened after the verdict was announced. I was going to look on the Internet where that was. I remember being in San Diego at the time. And uh, when I heard the the verdict, because uh, the trial had went on for some time. And, you know, with, with juries, you never know when the verdict's going to come out. And after the presentation of evidence, the charges that the officers had been charged with, and uh, it was kind of anticipated that it maybe wasn't going to go uh, guilty 
down the line, and it didn't. And I remember thinking to myself, man, L.A. is going to burn. Well, it turned out San Diego was not immune as, as well as many cities across the nation. Just a terrible, terrible, terrible time in our history. The Rodney King riots, the aftermath of the jury. It wasn't the video. It wasn't the incident necessary, even though that caused a lot of outrage, tremendous amount of outrage. It was the end of a long chase, police uh, car chase, a failure to yield. Uh, turned out, I believe, under the influence, I don't know if it was just alcohol or some other drugs, uh, extensive use of force to try to subdue what they said was a combative suspect. Completely different than the George Floyd case where it didn't appear at the end any resistance was being given by the suspect. There was some video of the officer leaning into the SUV. It was rocking back and forth pretty good. I don't know if there was some uh, uh, resistance there or, or what was going on. Unfortunately, you couldn't see in the car. But the Rodney King incident back in the 90s was really, really the last time I've seen this kind of unrest. And that was after the, that was after the jury had weighed in, folks. Now, we've seen here in the Minneapolis situation, and, and of course, more situations are spawned out of these protests as, as use of force is chronicled, uh, memorialized on the video cameras, the uh, Facebook, all these different social media platforms, but really the media. Uh, other incidents are coming to light in people's minds where force is being used against protesters, demonstrators, looters. I don't know because it seems like the definition can change very quickly when you go from marching to breaking a storefront. What was the intent? Was it your intent to break the storefront? You were just waiting until the right minute or were you just caught up in the moment or what was it? We know there's folks out there that are organizing some of these incidents, some of these, uh, these vandalisms, these burglaries, these break-ins. But I think the majority of protesters is evidenced here in Merced have been pretty, uh, pretty, pretty tame, pretty peaceful. Again, except for the incident the other night over at the Chevron station on Olive. But again, did not escalate. Went till 1.30 in the morning, which that's a late night for Merced. Wish we had some businesses that stayed open that late. But again, Rodney King, we've been through this. I thought we had learned a lot of lessons. I really did. Of course, that was in the 90s. There was a tremendous change at the L.A. Police Department. Uh, training all over many, many different departments. But uh, the, the behavior is very similar, the looting, the robbing, the stealing, the assaults, uh, very, very bad. A lot of people died in those riots. Business owners were on the roofs with long guns defending their businesses. The police couldn't be everywhere. The fire department was attacked. And some of those areas, as I talked about last week, have still not recovered. You can still see, you can still see the damage, the, the gaps in the scenery along the storefronts, along the boulevards where the buildings were never rebuilt, the businesses never came back. And we saw just heartbreaking stories out of some of these cities, especially down in the Los Angeles area in New York, some of the, the more uh, intense areas of demonstration just wiped out. And here we had the pandemic, which, which everybody's forgot about. And when I say everybody, it just seems like the focus is completely moved off of that. Where's the gnashing of teeth from the elected leaders, the local leaders, the people that were telling us, hey, you have to stay home. You cannot go out, you know, stay at home order, uh, no, no unnecessary travel, unless it's to overthrow the current administration, which really, I mean, let's just 
call it what it is. Because again, these things are not new. I saw this in the 90s. I saw this in the uh, after Obama was elected. Remember the officer that was responding to a suspicious person call in D.C. or Maryland? All those states kind of come together there around Washington. Turned out it was a college professor or a university professor, some uh, educator that had lost his keys, locked himself out of the house. The neighbor saw, thought uh, suspicious, happened to be a man of color. Officer responded, asked him for his ID, which, you know, when you lock your keys and everything in the house, usually your wallet's in there too. A little bit of a confrontation. Turned out uh, it was his house. Everything was fine. I know I'm probably forgetting some of the specifics, but the president, the newly elected president, the two-term president of the time, the first black president that we had that was supposed to unify the country, and I remember that time very, very well, there was so much hope that did not come to pass. But he made a comment nationally, which we uh, see the current administration, the current president, President Trump, whenever he makes a comment, it's immediately criticized, it's picked apart. But President Obama at the time made the comment that the cops acted stupidly in their confrontation with this professor and dealing with the suspicious person call. Now, he wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I, I know that I've responded to similar type incidents. You just want to make sure that the person isn't breaking into the house. You really don't care about the color of the person, uh, the sex of the person, the age of the person. Somebody's on property they're not supposed to be at. That's the concern. So I think for the president to say that the cops acted stupidly uh, really was kind of unfair, not looking at the total situation. What was the cop supposed to do? Just leave? Take his word for it? Yeah, okay. I mean, I've been to calls. No, we're with the cleaning. You know, it turns out they're not. Uh, they're trying to uh, do something wrong. So, again, I don't know, but it, it, it just said a whole thing. That's where they had the beer summit. Remember that? The beer summit. They're going to have a, have a cold one there on the, on the north lawn, on the, in the west wing. They you know, probably have a couple of six-packs in there. They bring it out. They sit down. They talk. Hey, everything's okay. Well, that really didn't clear things up. If, if anything, it only got worse and worse. We had Trevon Martin. Uh, Michael Brown. I mean, I could go on and on. And the officers that were accused of these crimes were not always white officers against a black suspect. So again, we've let this conversation um, devolve. We're all we're talking about is race. We're not talking about the content of character. We're not talking about people's actions. We're justifying bad behavior because we're bringing up the color of people's skin. And it's just not right. This is just not right. We need to keep it about the issues. What the officer did to George Floyd, what was videotaped, was wrong. There was no active resistance. I don't even think there was passive resistance. He was literally begging for the officer to remove uh, his knee so he could breathe. Again, he had some conditions under the influence of narcotics, uh, the type that can inhibit your breathing. So again, that should have been recognized in the time, the duration. Eight minutes, uh, almost nine now, I guess. They've timed this thing out. Just incredible. We've been talking in this segment for a little over nine minutes, and I just I can't imagine any justification of that officer for doing what he did. At that point of the contact, again, we didn't see the whole case. I'm not justifying it whatsoever. There, there may have been earlier incidents, uh, earlier uh, portions of the contact where Whatever force was used was necessary. We saw the same thing here in Merced with the release of 
some body cam footage of an incident that happened way back, I think, in 2017, uh, 2018, a couple of years ago now. A gentleman was arrested over on uh, AMPM over there on uh, Olive Avenue. Very provocative to watch it uh, just in the moment of the what was released. I think it was two or three, four minutes of a, of a hours-long incident by the time that the suspect is booked, take him to medical, and of course the booking photo uh, didn't look very good, but I guess, again, there was some resistance given. You could hear that in the, in the video. So uh, these, these things, when you see just a portion, one portion of things, you don't know the total story, but sometimes what's, uh, what's shown is very damning, just like in the Rodney King situation, in the George Floyd situation. And uh, so to some degree, there were uh, portions of the video that we saw here locally that some people are picking up on. You saw a lot of comments at the city council meeting this last week, almost 64 comments asking for defunding of the police, defunding of the police department. And that incident was referenced in a couple of the comments. But I, I don't know where we're headed with this. I, I hope that we could keep talking about the issues, uh, uh, things that need to change uh, in people's mind. But some of the requests, some of the asks are really, really far out. Uh, complete defunding of the police department, committing those resources in other areas. Again, the function of government is public safety. Uh, all of the requests didn't fall on deaf ears at the city council, but they didn't make any changes to the budget. Uh, there was no money pulled back, as we've seen in Los Angeles, where they took, I don't know, $150 million out of the budget of the police department. Now, that may sound like a lot of money, and if we had that for our police department, we uh, we wouldn't know what to do with all of it, but well, I guess we'd build a new building for one thing. We could probably use $50 million of it for that. But the point being is uh, the, uh, the defunding in a big city like that, while not good, is, is the impact. It's, it's hard to determine, but it shows a trend. And if we start the trend where we're not committing resources to public safety, I mean, fire's not getting any hits. Everybody loves firemen. But uh, police officers, they really, really kind of get a, uh, an unfair in my opinion uh, rap sometimes I, I just i don't know where we're headed with this i hope that we're not going to start committing less and less resources to our public safety because that is going to have an un unintended consequence that i don't think people are looking far out ahead enough uh, business owners they need protection you know 3 a.m somebody's breaking in your business you, you you need to have the police there and the police need to know that they have the public support to take care of business when they go out to these calls if you're going to have everybody second-guessing them, you're going to find that they're not uh, going to um, they're not going to be there when you need them. We saw this in New York. We've seen this where use of force, again, these incidents aren't new, and the police just basically don't respond unless they have to, unless it's report self-initiated activity uh, drops significantly because you don't want to get into a situation where you're going to be second-guessed. I saw something in the request the demands of some of these folks. Maybe it was a Facebook post by some local yokel. Something about uh, body cam should be monitored in real time by a quality control panel to weigh in on the incident. Now, if we're going to start doing that to our police officers, uh, you'll never get anybody to be a police officer. Now, that kind of scrutiny uh, it just, it just will not happen. The type of job that they do, and if you've never... If you've never been with a police officer, a ride-along, witnessed it, Merced City has a great program. Uh, Eugene Drummond over there, the Merced Citizens Academy, where they take you through uh, what it 
takes to be a police officer, what they go through. You actually go on ride-alongs. And I have heard so many people, after they've gone through that, their eyes are opened, they have an understanding, they have a, a knowledge of what the police go through every day, day in, day out. And if you're going to have real-time uh, body cam footage, uh, vetting, you know, what are you going to do? Call in on the earpiece? Oh, you know, officer, you really should let that guy go with a warning. And, you know, you were a little rude there. Couldn't you use a door? I mean, this is, this is just insane. This is, this is not realistic. Citizen, mandatory citizen review boards, uh, every police uh, agency. This, this is really the agenda. And again, this is why I say it's a, it's a reaction to the current administration. I think this is something to really make a bigger deal about and trying to get uh, these agendas that have been out there for many, many years back into the forefront. Not saying that what happened to George Floyd and other folks, and not just people of color, believe me, police brutality, assault under the color of authority, which is what the official title is, is not a good thing. And I am totally, completely, 100% against that. And it should not be tolerated. And those officers should be terminated. And if they have done a crime, they should be held accountable. Because when you're given that badge, when you're given that responsibility, and more importantly, when you're given that trust to betray it, well, there's just no excuse for it. There just isn't. Well, we're out of time for this segment. I tell you, they go so quick. I'm out of time for this segment. Second segment, Merced County. <laughs> I get that wrong. I say it so often. Citizen Watch. That's right. I'm Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. Merced's News Talk 107.3. FM 1480 AM KYOS, KYOS. Stick with us through the break. We'll be right back. When the morning comes, I'm right back where we started again. Trying to forget you was just a waste of time. Baby, come back. Ah, baby. Come back. Here we are, Saturday morning. Sorry, I'm losing my place here. Saturday morning. My name's Casey Steed. The voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Citizen Watch, June 6, 2020. So happy you're here with me. Nine o'clock hours coming up, the bonus half hour. Who knows what we're going to talk about. But you know, I keep forgetting to tell you, we've got a giveaway. That's right. We're done with the mass. That was uh, Image Masters, our friends over there. Tim O'Neill, great guy. Interviewed him a couple of weeks ago on Community Conversations. Good old Roger Wood. Hey, just to let you know, some housekeeping issues. We're going to try to open it back up here in a couple of weeks. And Roger's going to be back on the air with Community Conversations. I don't know if the guests are going to want to come in, but uh, they're welcome to. We have a small procedure we'll put you through. Everything's disposable. Don't worry. And uh, the gowns close in the back, unlike the hospital. No, it's not that bad. But we are going to make sure nobody, you know, can't come in sick, that kind of thing. Most workplaces have these rules going into effect, if they don't already. But the, the, the point being is you're not going to hear things on the phone. Well, you may. But you're going to hear Roger, at least, live in a couple of weeks. So uh, that's always a good thing, isn't it? All right. What are we going to tell? Oh, giveaway. So we're, we're done with the family uh, pack of masks. I, I think I said family fun pack. How fun is it to wear a mask? We're done with that. But now we're going on to 
They gave me some gift certificates, and I actually took some out of my uh, personal uh, my personal prize package here. We have one for O'Reilly's Pub and Grill. Did I bring those in to talk to about? Yes, I didn't. O'Reilly's Pub and Grill, Bar and Tavern. It was written both ways. Right down there on Canal. Everybody knows where it is. Great, great food and a bar. $10 gift certificate. Also, a $10 gift certificate to another one of my favorite places, Destinos. That's right. Bob Hart Square right there in Bob Hart Square. They've uh, been open for the most part doing takeout, but now guess what? You can go in, sit down, enjoy. They have the gelato over there. That's the Italian ice cream. Man, that's good. They have a wedge salad, which is my favorite, and also the shrimp appetizer. What do they call that? The island shrimp, Hawaiian shrimp. Man, they've been just a wonderful little... It could make a whole dinner just out of uh, one of those two. So we'll have a $10 gift certificate for Destino's and, and a $10 gift certificate to O'Reilly's. Now, you could see using both of those in the same uh, operation there, if you, if you do it right, you might want to get an Uber first or have a, a DD, designated driver. But uh, it's going to go to the, what are we going to do? I don't know, third, fourth caller. Okay, fourth caller at 384-3323 at the end of this show, top of the 9 o'clock hour. I'll tell you when to call in. I screwed up last week when I finished the show at 8 and finished the 8 o'clock show. I didn't say call now, but I did it the first of the segment like I'm doing now. And some people called, and I was not prepared. So we didn't have a winner last week. I apologize profusely. Again, it's my second time giving away things because normally they don't trust me in the prize vault. And so they're nice enough to give me some things, and I want to, you know, pass them on to you. So 383, excuse me, 384 3323, 384-3323, or 1-800-350-3777, fourth caller, two gift certificates. I'll mail them today, courtesy of Citizen Watch. Stevens Media Group, Radio Merced, whatever we're calling ourselves, all those things. We love you. So let me continue on here. You know, one of the things, I, I, I know I, I rattle on. One of my thoughts last segment in regards to the charges of the officers bringing up the Rodney King incident way back in the 90s, it, the uh, real problems didn't start until the jury uh, found uh, not everybody guilty as as what public sentiment was prevailing. And we see the run up now uh, on the charges that the officers, uh, the one officer was originally faced with uh, third degree murder now has been upgraded to second degree murder by Mr. Ellison, who's the state's attorney general, uh, which is, uh, you know, that's a hard, that's a bigger hill and overcharging sometimes to appeal to public sentiment is not necessarily always good as in Rodney King. So I would hope that they're careful and maybe reevaluate these charges. Of course, it's a long time before we get to trial. The other officers, I believe, were aiding and abetting, something like that. Again, people aren't happy with this. Uh, I really need to look at the, and again, I'm not familiar with Minneapolis law. Definitely uh, manslaughter, uh, you know, wanton disregard, something like that. But when you get into the homicides, first, second, and third degree, really the premeditation factor camp comes in and I, I don't know if, if that was uh, there. But again, overcharging is a concern, and that's just how I kind of wanted to tie that up, uh, that last segment. also wanted to mention a little housekeeping issue here, Merced County virtual livestock sale, something we've been promoting probably uh, so much that people are tired of hearing about it. But <laughs> it starts next Thursday, so 
you, you won't be hearing about it after next. You won't hear it about it. Well, you might hear it Saturday because it's still going on. Thursday, June 11th, Saturday, June 13th. Starts at 8 in the morning, uh, June 11th. Uh, Thursday goes till Saturday night at 8 o'clock. So you, we will talk about it. Nearly 500 animals will be sold. Online platform, dairy replacement heifer, market beef, market goats, market sheep, market swine, that's pigs, and rabbits. Good old rabbits. God bless the rabbits. Miss eating them this year. Uh, usually they'd dice those up and they'd serve it to the buy at the buyer's dinner. At least they, they were going to start again. But uh, the fair, the kids need the community's help. Sign up to be a buyer at mercedcountyfair.com. Remember, if you don't want to purchase an animal, you can place an ad on bid. Catalogs of the animals will be available online during the sale. Every dollar generated, go directly to the kids. Friends of the Merced County Fair have taken care of the sales commission. So uh, that's just wonderful. Again, those guys, uh, those people, that organization, what a great group. So happy you invited me to your soiree. It was a lot of fun. For more details, go to mercedcountyfair.com. And what else? If you have questions, 722-1421. Uh, my vet, and you know he's everybody's, he's a lot of people's vet, but uh, he's, to me, the greatest, in personal opinion, greatest vet in the world, Dr. Jim Byerly. He donated a significant amount of money, five figures. Uh, some of the other business owners, Teresa Barola over there at the Merced County Fair, indicated people were still donating. Uh, some of the financial institutions, $20,000. Of course, MID, a couple of them, twenty grand. I mean, it was really adding up. Uh, MID is participating in this. Great, great sponsor. Great community support. Again, if, if there's no water, uh, there's no ag. Where water flows, food grows. Never forget it. All living things need water. So uh, very interesting, uh, this auction this year. First time we've ever done it. Not going to be over there at the Hillmar Cheese Barn. Of course, there is no fair. I can't drive Mr. Scotto's tractor as I usually do. Boy, that's a lot of fun, the tractor parade. Really going to miss that. But uh, we want people to support the uh, livestock auction. And some of you uh, big organizations out there, you want to help out. Because, again, this, this, uh, this is the culmination of, uh, you know, a lot of work, a lot of expense. It's like a band, some of these other extracurricular activities. You know, they got to have the kids go out there, you know, hot candy bars door to door, you know, beat on your door. Do you want to buy popcorn, magazine prescriptions, subscriptions? I've bought so many, so many magazine subscriptions when my kids were going through school. It's unbelievable. Anyway, the point being is you uh, really want to support these, these children, what they're doing. They're going to be our future farmers, our future ag, 4-H. And uh, look around. Just go outside of town. You'll notice we do a lot of ag. Coming up. Friday night, no, Monday night. Today's Friday. Or no, today's Saturday. Man, I tell you. It's been a busy week, folks. But Monday, June 8th, 2020, uh, Atwater, City of Atwater is going to have a council meeting. We're going to talk about the Merced. <laughs> you, you know, usually Atwater City Council meetings are the fun ones. You know, Merced, kind of benign, you know. I mean, every once in a while you'll get something. Boy, fireworks. I thought we had a fireworks ordinance in place in Merced, but evidently it was suspended uh, Monday night the 1st. Ooh, wow. I mean, it... It got dicey. A lot of, a lot of things. Six hours. I had to be there for an issue, and it was, uh, it was a long, long meeting. Started at six, and it went to almost midnight. Anyway, City of Atwater, they have their turn in the boat. Uh, Friday, excuse me, Monday night. Again, 5 p.m. Call to order. Uh, they're going into closed session, and then they come out. Regular session is at six. Now, in closed session, now this agenda is pretty thin. It's uh, four pages, and that included two blank ones. They're going to have, uh, in closed session, a conference with legal counsel. Anticipated litigation, significant exposure to litigation. Pursuant to government code section, blah, blah, blah. Number of cases, three. <laughs> wow. 
three. Now, they always say, you know, significant exposure because who wants to pay a legal bill? So uh, it's, it's very expensive, very expensive. So the exposure, I don't know what the cases are. Again, they, you know, they really talk about things. But three, wow, that's amazing. And then the uh, second item in closed session, conference with labor negotiator. Uh, the uh, negotiator is uh, city manager Waterman and deputy city manager Del Rio and city attorney Splendorio. The bargaining units, the Outwater Police Officer Association and AFSCME, A-F-S-C-M-E, which is... Uh, I don't know what that stands for. Miscellaneous and clerical units. And then, uh, so they're going to try to work out a deal with them. Then they're going to go into regular session. Call to order, Pledge of Allegiance, uh, the invocation, city attorney, uh, city attorney report out of closed session. Who knows? Uh, approval of agenda. Now, the consent calendar, not much there. Uh, warrants, this is what they spend. They've always done that. The minutes of the meetings they've had. Uh, resolution approving and ratifying a side letter of agreement with the Outwater Police Officers Association Bargaining Unit. Again, City Manager Waterman and Deputy City Manager Del Rio. Adoption of a resolution in the form approved by the City Attorney in the City of Outwater with the Outwater POA, the Police Officers Association, to a six-month extension of the Memorandum of Understanding. Six months. Six months. Why not a year? Isn't the uh, fiscal year coming up? Here in June, uh, June, what is it, 15th? June 30th? When do they have to have their budget? It's probably here in the agenda later on. But uh, anyway, just reading as we go down it, six-month extension. Why wouldn't you do a year? Why wouldn't you do a year? And does that include the dispatchers? I'm not sure. Okay, then they're going to have the uh, item four. This is in the resolution. Giving notice and consolidating the 2020 general municipal election. Now, as you know, believe it or not, there is an election coming up in November, November 3rd. The city of Atwater has a couple of cities. They went to districts a few years ago. They have a couple of districts coming up, District 2 and District 1, the city treasurer and the city clerk. What I don't see here is anything about Measure H. I don't see anything about the new sales tax measure that they floated in March of this year that went down in defeat quite handily. Not like Measure H when it was passed. Boy, Frank Petro was the city manager, chief of police. He was doing it all over there, emptying the trash cans. I mean, he was locking up at night, setting the alarm. He was counting every vote, ripping open every 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 ballot, making sure they, they got over the hump. I think it was six, seven votes. Well, it, the, the, uh, the uh, redo of that. Was, uh, was not favorable, and it's not here on the uh, agenda to be put on the November ballot. So does that mean they've given up? And if they have, what does that mean for the future of the Atwater Police Department and their fire services? Because didn't we hear that if this isn't extended, it's over? They're going to lose their police and fire department? I don't know. So again, maybe that'll be amended. This is just the first draft agreement. They're going to buy a forklift for thirty-one grand. Uh, what else? I guess that's it. That's it. Maybe a splash pad update. You know, the last city council meeting, horrible audio. Horrible audio. They have the one static view and off camera. There was, uh, I think it was public works guy. The new guy. The old guy's gone. The new guy, uh, he was talking about the splash pad, their state-of-the-art splash pad. I'm sure it's going to be open someday soon. But you couldn't hear him. There was no uh, audio. It was very, very, very bad. I know they have a new IT guy over there, but I don't know if there's a mute button that we're missing or 
not hitting at the right time or not turning a mic on. I, I don't know what's going on, but kind of hard to watch these things. But it should be interesting. It should be an interesting view. Monday night, 6 o'clock uh, on the Atwater City website. I think they're broadcasting it on TV, too. I'm not sure. Maybe Facebook. I don't know. Hey, we're out of time for the 8 o'clock hour. Now's the time to call in. I remembered. We're going to give away a uh, gift certificate to O'Reilly's and Destino's. Fourth caller at 384-3323 or 1-800-350-3777. Thanks so much for listening. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll see you later.